So I got a text last night from Trent, and he had told me a few days, actually just before they went on vacation, the day of, basically. Okay, Johnny, um, I'm going to have you talk. I said, okay. He said, do you have any idea what you want to talk about? I said, Don, I actually don't even have a clue. So I was up till about 3.30 last night, still working on it, and... Uh, uh, what the Lord really placed on my heart was talking about Moses. And Moses did a lot of amazing things, as you all know. But there was some areas that really reflected back to me. Moses had to get out of his comfort zone. Like, he was born at a time when the situation with the Pharaoh, he didn't really like Hebrew male children. So as soon as they were born... What he wanted to do was have them eliminated. So when Moses was born, they hid him for like three months. And through that, he grew. And basically, they couldn't hide him for very much longer. But the family that he was born into was an amazing family. The lineage that they had on both sides, they were Levites. So you know that as soon as he was born... He had a massive call on his life. After that three-month time period, his family kind of builds like like a little mini ark for him. And uh, they sail him down the river. His sister's watching and making sure that everything is okay. Then he gets stuck in the weeds down farther. And guess who finds him? The daughter of the Pharaoh. And she had compassion on me. Heard him crying. said, now he needs to be fed. So how are we going to do that? Okay. So she gets one of her handmaidens and says, you need to find his mother so she can nurse him. Now, is that favor or what? My goodness. Now, as he grew, his mother kept tending to him. And when he got older, she brings him to the Pharaoh's daughter. And then she becomes his mother. And she also names him. She names him Moses. And now Moses means, there's a couple of different meanings. Brought up from the water, or rescued from the water. It also means deliverer. That's a very prophetic thing for him. The word was actually Moshe. You've heard of, probably historically wise, in Israel, there was a very famous general. In modern days, his name was Moshe Diane, and that's the same name as Moses. Now, living in a palace, you know that for sure your lifestyle is going to be pretty good, right? So he didn't want for anything. Anything that he wanted was already basically given to him. He didn't need to ask. It was already there. A very comfortable lifestyle. And through that, he basically stayed there for close to 40 years in the palace. And he's watching all all the things that are going on, all the slaves that are working away, building things for the Pharaoh. Uh, There's one day where I guess something really strikes his heart. He says, there's some injustices going on in here. And he realizes, actually, he is... A Hebrew boy. So he sees this one guard, and the guard is wailing on this Hebrew slave. 
Now, Moses decides enough is enough. He looks around. He doesn't see any other guards. So there's an altercation that starts. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depends how you look at it, uh, the end result was that the guard was killed. And through that, uh, Moses had a, a decision to make. He had to bury him so nobody would find out. But there were still other witnesses around, other Hebrew slaves. Now, he goes around and he starts to hear that, oh my, Pharaoh's figured out that it was me that did it. So now i got to get out of Dodge. And I've had this comfortable lifestyle. <laughs> now I have to head out. <sighs> my goodness. So he ends up basically escaping, and he heads off to the middle of nowhere, a place called Median. And he's, he's hanging out there, and he's sitting by this well. And then all of a sudden, there's a few girls that start coming by. They are bringing their father's flock along with them. They are wanting to get the sheep watered, right? Now, one thing he did notice was that the local shepherds were trying to cause them not to be able to feed their sheep. So he decided, okay, well, he's going to do something about this also. So he makes sure that the girls get their uh, sheep fed. And then from that, the girls are really happy. So they head home. And what happens is their dad, Jethro, says, hey, like, how come you guys are back so early? They're like, this never happens. So, well, we ran into this gentleman over here. He kind of took care of the guys who were always bothering us. He said, well, I'd like to meet him. Where is he? He said, well, he's kind of like outside here. So I'll bring him in because I want to break bread with him. Then it took a while, but he starts learning the sheep business. In time, he's getting more and more familiar learning the sheep business. And now one of those seven girls... He's kind of got his eye on, and they end up getting married, eventually having a couple of kids, and her name was Sephora. Now, he's learned the sheep business, so he is basically the, the heir apparent to this business. So now his lifestyle is getting a little bit more comfortable again, and he's been there now for about another 40 years. Then, as you know, he gets a call one day, and what happens is he heard that Pharaoh died. And while that was going on, the slaves are there crying out to God, we need a rescuer. Send someone to save us from what's been going on here for so many years. So that's where that burning bush story comes from, right? Now, this is a really cool spot where... God heard the cries of those people, and he called on a person. He met with that person, and through that, he had a number of conversations with him. Now, the person he was having the conversation with was Moses. Uh, Moses wasn't as enthusiastic about wanting to do what he was being asked. 
And you can read in chapters 3 and 4 of Exodus the conversations that were going on with, with the Lord. Because Moses felt he was totally unqualified. He was insecure with himself. Basically, he didn't have a really good self-image. He didn't know how people would react if it was him that went out there. And realistically, he didn't have a very deep relationship with the Lord. But the thing is, it's about getting out of your comfort zone. Now, the Lord asked him a few questions. And like he's already surmising all these answers because he's got a million and one excuses, right? But the Lord asks him about five different things. And through that, he gives the Lord his answers. But as we all know, fortunately, God doesn't take no for an answer. So one of the ones was in Exodus 3.11, he talks about, uh, I think probably I'm the wrong guy. I'm, I'm not the one that you want me to, to go out there and, and do this, obviously, because who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, Right. And so it says, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should be, go to Pharaoh and that I bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now, God's answer was basically, it really doesn't matter as I'm with you. In Exodus 3.13, then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What, else, what shall I say to them? And God had a really profound answer. I am who I am, and I am ever-present. I am everything that you need. It doesn't get much better than that. So if you believe you're not enough, he is more than enough, right? And he's always standing by our side waiting for us. Whether we have doubts or not, it really doesn't matter because I know I've been in those kind of places myself plenty of times, including right now. And through that, he always talks to me about getting out of my comfort zone. And I remember one of the mentors that I have, he said, draw a line across here. That's the chicken line. There is life past the chicken line. And through that, I've pushed myself to do things that basically I really never wanted to do. I was very comfortable in all the areas that I worked in corporately. And then in the private sector, I was always good with people. But one thing I did not want to do, as Moses talks about in the next little while, he says, uh, I'm not a great speaker. I don't want to speak. And he said, well, it really doesn't matter. Guess who made your mouth? <laughs> and I'll give you the words, right? He also said, what if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen? What if, you know, who cares what they say? It's not about me. It's about what he has to say through this donkey. <laughs> He'll use anybody. Just come up to the plate Start swinging. And one, one of my other mentors, John Maxwell, said, just keep swinging the bat, keep swinging the bat, keep swinging the bat. 
And another friend of mine, Paul Martinelli, said, jump and grow your wings on the way down. (laughs) (laughs) So all it takes is basically the leap of faith, right? And so the other thing that Moses said to him, really, because as you know, I'm not a great speaker. What if they don't believe me? As you know, this, that, and the other. He said, why don't you... We find somebody else to do it again. Okay, well, Aaron's a good, good talker. Why don't we bring him? So God's almost shrugging his shoulders all the time, listening to Moses whining and complaining and giving him all these excuses. But he says, okay, we can use Aaron, but I still called you. So you're still going no matter what. <laughs> and like I say, I'm so glad that... God never gave up on Moses, but what Moses needed to do is basically take that step of faith, get out of his comfort zone, and more into his faith zone. And I'm sure he was afraid. He even was uncertain because, like I said, he didn't have that relationship that he wanted with God. So going from the comfort zone, saying, okay, well, as long as you're with me and you got my back and all these things you've been telling me, okay, I guess I'll do it. Basically, he was still a reluctant leader, right? Now, for each of us, I know it takes a lot and we we get very uncomfortable and none of us want to get out of our comfort zones because it is uncomfortable. I know that growth is painful. Growth in different areas and growth in whatever you want to do, whether it's a new job that you're going into, uh, there's going to be growing pains in there. And maybe you wanted that promotion, but once you got accepted for it, then you've got all these self-doubts going on saying, man, why did I even apply for that one? And why did I even get that job? Now I'm going to have to do this. Now I'm going to have to do that. Man, I'm totally out of my comfort zone. But there is growth in growth but it always takes getting out of your comfort zone in so many different areas. I know comfort zones can rob us of our destiny. And for myself, one thing I did not want to do was talk in front of people. I I was really good sitting down one-on-one with people or, or in a group setting that way, but I really did not want to stand up and talk in front of people in a vertical position. (laughs) but if I wanted to affect others then that was one of the things I had to overcome so I had to push myself to do that was it comfortable oh definitely not I remember the very first time I did a talk I could hear my knees I could feel the sweat running down my back I got a new heart, but I could literally feel my heart pounding within myself. And so, you know, those are are some of those effects of comfort zones and getting out of your comfort zone. But through that, just like an elastic band, right? When you open it up, it doesn't come back to the same size. So you get expanded. Now, where do you guys want to go? That's a question you guys need to have. 
What does he want to do? What's, what's the Lord actually calling you guys to do? Are you happy where you're at? Is where you're at, is that where you're supposed to be? Now, you know the, the rest of the story, you know, all the different things that Moses did. The first five books of the Bible he wrote, he's done some amazing, amazing things. And I remember one of my friends from Israel said to me, because I asked him about the, the first five books that Moses wrote. He said, you know, God spoke to Moses. It was his voice, but he penned it. But he was penning it. Well, I don't know if it was a pen, but he wrote it through tears when he wrote those first five books. And uh, when you go into any synagogue, those five books are a major showpiece there. That is the, the crux of their, their whole thing. And I've been fortunate enough to go to a number of uh, ceremonies and, and I've also been able to carry and dance with a Torah. And so that was a major privilege for me. And that's just part of the Tanakh, which is their Bible. But the first five is what Moses had done. Now, he has done so many other things as far as looking at, at leadership side of things. And he definitely had help from his father-in-law on how to become a leader and how to start doing delegations and things like that. But what I wanted to talk to you mainly about today was he got out of his comfort zone, as we need to get out of our comfort zones, as I need to get out of my comfort zone to be able to be more impactful. And through that, we can move from the land of just enough to our promised land. And that's what Moses did for them, took them out of the land of just enough to their promised land eventually. The journey was different. Each of our journeys are going to be different. I encourage you to put as much effort into it as possible. But, you know, the, the main thing is for each of us is for us to get out of our comfort zones and get into our faith zones. And that's where it's really at, is get on your face with the Lord. Okay, what is it you want me or need me to do? What do I need to do to be able to accomplish that with your help? And through that, what do I need to learn? Who do I need to talk to? Who can I have brought into my life, Lord, that you can help have them teach me, mentor me, and so I can do the things that you need me to do. So that's what I was wanting to encourage you guys about today. Basically, it was just about comfort zones. And like I say, Moses has done so many things, and there are so many different areas that I could have spoken on about all the things that Moses has done. But to, for me, anyways, it was about comfort zones. That's an important thing for me because I'm always trying to move out of my comfort zone. And your comfort zone keeps moving forward no matter how, how much you grow because there's always the next level that you can go to. 
but just get direction from him. And that's what I was want to talk to you guys about today. I appreciate you having the ears to listen, and I appreciate your hearts. Father God, we just thank you for each and every person here. Father, we just thank you that that you are giving them direction. You are the light unto their feet, Father, and you are showing them and teaching them, Father, and, and bringing the people in front of them that they need to be brought in front of, Father. So we just thank you for those that come around them, that they can have the, the Zoe kind of life that you have in store for them, Father, and that each and every one of them will fulfill their destiny that you have in store for them, Father. I just thank you from that, that they go forward and they are zealous to do your works, Father. So we thank you for all of this right now in Jesus' name. Amen.